Welcome to the Warren Beast Podcast, the podcast where our middle school teacher actually was a science fiction teacher. I'm your host, Kendall. I'm Jordan. And we got a special guest. Uh, me. Yeah, that's Greg. Um, now, Greg, you uh, you were on the you were on the podcast back back in the day when we were still reviewing uh, Animorphs books. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, but uh, but you, we haven't. I don't think we've had you on since uh, since we started reviewing Goosebumps. But you were on the other Literal Entropy podcast reviewing Goosebumps books. Uh, you should probably get that checked, right? You, I think you were yes. on the Say Cheese and Die episode. Yeah, there was that. Um, and we still got the uh, the Babysitters Club uh, podcast going on. So I am not sure how that hasn't ended yet. There's a lot more books than what I thought there was, but but yeah. We might be moving on to like Sweet Valley High or something like that after. Well, that's that's good. I'm glad I'm glad things are still going strong. Uh, now, you guys may have noticed uh, that Emily is is not on is not on the episode this week. She did get oh, poached no. by the Nerdist. Um, she's going to be starting a uh, she's going to be starting a, a new a new podcast uh, on that about um, the Battlestar Galactica original series. Is my understanding. Um, but they don't have a title for it yet. I don't know if I was allowed to say that because they haven't officially announced it. Oh, well, yeah. So well, you heard it here first, <laughs> or maybe you Breaking won't. Up. Maybe you'll hear about it on the Nerdist. And then <laughs> maybe you'll, yeah, maybe you'll hear about it on the Nerdist and then you'll come back yeah. to, to the Warren Beast feed, uh, the podcast that you used to be on where we read Go- Goosebumps books for some reason. Um, so, uh, now I I did have I did have uh, Greg we did have you prepare a this a this day in history for uh, we're talking about Monster Blood two yes um oh wait I looked up today in history when did <laughs> I need to look up when this book actually came out <laughs> oops um if I remember correctly it was April of ninety four is when it came out oh it doesn't give me an exact day doesn't give an exact day no. Uh. Okay, I'm just going April first then. Okay. Why does that seem so fitting? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, this day in history, April one. So, what happened on this day? Uh, Byzantine Emperor Justin the first names his nephew Justinian first as co-ruler and successor to the throne. Uh, the ruins of Pompeii were rediscovered by Spaniard Rock Joaquin de Alcabier. Uh, the Big Bang Theory was proposed in physical review by Alfred Beth and Gamow. It really went downhill after the second season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs found Apple Computer in the garage of Jobs' parents' house in Cupertino, California. And then the Netherlands was the first country in the world to make same-sex marriage legal. It's cool. There you go. All right. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, what's the wiki say, Jordan? So, basically, the the wiki only gave you know what was on the blurb on the back and some general knowledge like that. It's like the 18th book in the original Goosebumps series, uh, the second Monster Blood series uh, book in the series. Which, you know, it's oddly appropriate since it's called Monster Blood 2. Uh, but it does mention that it is the first sequel in the original series. Like, this is the first time one of the, when the original run of Goosebumps uh, was going on, that there was a sequel to one of the stories in the Goosebumps series. 
Yeah, and that that kind of makes sense because this was uh, this actually felt like a it was a news. I mean, it was a, it was a continuation of the story rather than just like rehashing the same idea again. So so that that makes sense that it would have been one of the first sequels. Yeah, and there's a trivia note about how that this two like Monster Blood two didn't exactly receive a television adaptation, uh, but there was an episode called More Monster Blood, which was because they did adapt adapt the first book into an episode and so they actually did like a sequel episode to that uh but it says that the only similarities between this book and the episode is that conan appear appears yes there's a character named conan in the episode <laughs> but it's complete but it's otherwise it's completely different and the the episode is actually like pretty good uh so the first the first monster blood actually it it's pretty close to the story of the of the first Monster Blood book, he goes and lives with his crazy aunt and meets uh, Andy. And uh, I like the aunt. Instead of instead of getting um, in, instead of getting it from the creepy room or from from the toy store, they get it from a creepy room in the aunt's house. Uh, but it actually kind of makes more sense. It yeah, but what does the aunt have it? Because uh, she's a witch. Uh. Well, I thought she was bewitched by a witch or, she, or well, part of a coven or something and fight or whatever. So well, at least she didn't get turned into a newt. In the book, in the book, she is she is her cat is a is a witch that has her under a spell. But in the in the episode, it was like she discovered that there was this witch. Oh, no, that's what it was. The Sarah Beth, who is her cat, who is the cat in the book and uh is also in the in the TV show episode. Sarah Beth uh, just like had like a room full of lots of you know witchcrafty uh, art uh, things, magical items and stuff, and accidentally stepped in the monster blood and it sucked her in. Um, and then they sealed it up, and then the kids went and got it. But yeah, and then the ending of the first book doesn't make any sense. The ending of the TV show episode makes like a little bit more sense, but. <laughs> But then, yeah, then they, then the, uh, it's like the, the, the sequel, the sequel TV show episode takes place on a plane and, <laughs> and everyone is getting, everyone is getting eaten by the monster blood. Like it's getting absorbed by the monster blood. And it's actually like, I mean, I don't want to say it's got like a, it, it, the tone of, of it is, is light. Cause it's a TV show for seven year olds, but like. If you really think about what's happening, it's like there's a character that goes down to inve- into the thing to investigate, and then he gets like eaten by the by the monster blood, and then and then eventually it's like almost the whole plane has been eaten by the monster blood. And wasn't well, there a movie that was called The Stuff that had a similar theme? I thought The Stuff was like an addictive uh, dietary aid thing, and just the cover looked like it was like a blob like eating people i'm not sure it's been years since i saw it yeah or maybe i'm just thinking of the blob but then but yeah but then how they defeat the monster blood in more in the more monster blood tv show episode guess how they defeat it uh take it for more of it they feed it airline food (laughs) yeah because like it's just you know devouring everything in sight and then they throw a tray of uh they throw a tray of airline food and it and it like makes it throw up. And they're like, maybe if we give it enough airline food, then it'll kill it. <laughs> and and then they kill it. And everybody that it ate comes back to life. Hooray. 
So I was going to say, like, I th- I remember watching a lot of the old Goosebumps, like, on the TV show on Fox Network and that. And I to me, it always seemed to have a good, like, a it, it seemed like it, it kind of did walk that line of uh, of childhood creepy. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you take, like, some of the old, like, fantasy tales or stuff like that, like a children's tale because of the stark contrast sometimes that they have that they have to be like something to be you know like the like the morals they're trying to think or or just like you know good versus evil foiled down some of the things are just very stark and very dark if you look at it with like more like look over it more in, in mind to what it is right right like uh i remember when i first read uh Coraline by neil gaiman that's like uh he like he even mentioned in there he's like his kids read it and they loved it and you know they were fine with it but when he showed it to his editor they're like our kids are going to be scared of this <laughs> you know you got a crawling hand and and people want to sew buttons on your on your eyes i mean it's yeah but i don't know like i kind of i kind of like that that it's it hits this it hits that like weird middle ground where kids don't realize how terrible some of the implications are right and that right, right. as as a as a weird level of of like of of uh terror to the to the story when you look at it in, in retrospect oh, also yeah. I, I i looked up a little bit about more monster blood on the wiki and i love how it mentions that it has a plot similar to that of snakes on on a plane oh god yep yeah, yeah especially the world needs. yeah especially when uh when evan says i've had it with these motherfucking monster blood on this motherfucking plane i'll oh, see i would have gone with slime <laughs> <laughs> um yeah anyway uh anything else anything else from the wiki or should we dive into the book nope that's pretty much all we got from the wiki other than you know plot uh it actually you know goes over the plot and stuff like that yeah so uh but we so- don't read that so we basically pick up um uh er, it, it starts with like Evan having a nightmare uh about yeah, I think I think Evan's got some PTSD that he's trying to work through here. Yeah, this he, totally he really does. Yeah, yeah, there is a ton of he, he it goes into s- several times throughout this he talks about how he has nightmares every night. Um and uh, but yeah, like his his giant dog cuz in the first book uh Greg since you weren't since since you didn't read it uh, mm-hmm. You know, since you're our guest, uh, the first book, um, when animals eat, well, you learn from this book, when animals eat the monster blood, it makes them grow really big. Um, mm-hmm. And so and and his dog ate it and his dog got really big. Grow really big. Why do why does that sound so? Why do I think I've heard of that in like a TV show that wasn't Goosebumps before? That'll come to me. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've seen a monster grow big. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't um, know, it just seems just seems so familiar. I mean, other than from Goosebumps, yeah. So yeah, so then he wake he does the old like double double dreaming because he's dreaming <laughs> about the dog and he wakes up, but then he gets woken up by his by his school teacher or or no, he's not. He's daydream. He's like daydreaming that he's going to throw the hamster out the window. I was like, somebody call the SPCA. <laughs> They don't they literally say no. That's in the first book. They <laughs> Evan threatens to call the SPCA. <laughs> I think they should have called the SPCA. <laughs> um, because yeah, because the uh, the bullies in the first book tie up his dog and are tormenting his dog. Uh, as bad as Conan is in this in this book, the the bullies from the first book were even worse. It's a good thing I didn't read the first book though. Yeah. 
So yeah, so Mr. Murphy. Yeah, because no uh, one was watching over those ones. At least Conan has like a public facade of like wanting to be popular or something like that. He's like right. one of those popular jock bullies who beats on the nerds when in such a way that he knows how to get away with it. Yeah, mm. which yeah. kind of really jerky. So so Mr. Murphy, uh, it, nobody believes Evan about the monster blood. And Mr. And Murphy, his science teacher, yeah. <laughs> uh, tells him he has to stay after class. And he's a science teacher, damn it, not a science, not a science fiction, fiction teacher. teacher. <laughs> I do like how apparently he's ostracized because he tried to tell everyone immediately about the monster blood. Yeah, and it's, yet he, it's at, like at one point, like he's having these nightmares, but at the other time, he's like trying to get like friends or fame or something from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like maybe that he's getting nightmares because he tried to use it, it as a way to get fame and friends. Maybe I, he's just psychologically guilting himself. I will well, say I think, he's a brat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was trying to tell everybody as a way of trying to cope, <laughs> and instead he was ostracized for it, and that just exacerbated the PTSD, and so that's why he's getting the nightmares. Yep, well, that, that could would be. make sense. But even like even like when Andy shows up here in a little bit, uh, she's like, why? Why did you expect anyone to believe you? That's like a yeah. ridiculous story that you have no you have no evidence. You have no, nothing to support it. Um, yeah. Yeah. He has. So he has uh, he has an interaction with uh, with Conan where Conan tells him to tells him to punch him in the stomach. Conan is this this brute of a bully. And uh, and of course, he sets it up so that so that Mr. Murphy the jerk the way, of a teacher. Do you remember oh, his full name? Oh, he was such a jerk. Conan's oh. full name is Conan Barber. Right, right. Yep. And they they call him Conan the Barbarian. So creative, R.L. Stein. <laughs> so, so this is this is the interesting thing. Like, they can get away with calling him Conan the Barbarian in in Goosebumps in the book, like actually saying the name of the character. But on the TV show, they just refer to him as Conan, and they uh-huh. never. And so it's like it's and they don't like they don't point out that that's a weird name. <laughs> little would little would they realize that all of this bad stuff that happens to Conan just makes him turn around and create a late night talk show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Could be. Could be. Yeah. And he, he yeah, but, Mr. Mr. Murphy's like, oh, I saw the whole thing. You punched him for no reason at all. <laughs> and then the. uh so then the pun so Evan's punishment is he has to stay after class and uh and uh clean the hamster's cage and the hamster stuff happens the hamster gets loose ends up uh running Nearly through dies. This- yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that he was able actually to get the hamster back. Yeah, like- I th- I think the idea is that this is like a really fat hamster so it's probably not as quick as as a lot of as a lot of hamsters i don't know my son had a hamster growing up it was pretty chubby but it could still move pretty good yeah yeah i mean i'm not yeah i mean i agree with that but like this guy's real chubby. this one's real chubby. yeah true um, yeah uh, all, in my mind all hamsters just go pada 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 i was taking a drink of water when you started doing that and it nearly came out my nose and and yeah, the, but anyway, the yeah the uh, the hamster, Mister Cuddles, uh, or just Cuddles, uh, Cuddles jumps out the window and and he chases him through the uh, chases him through the playground. That's like considering this is after school, the playground is like f- totally full of people. 
none of whom are helpful. Yeah. yeah, I was like, what? why wouldn't someone – like it's an animal that apparently the other kids like. <laughs> or unless yeah. maybe they all don't like the hamster. Maybe they all secretly hated it and they were hoping it would get but killed. But even still, that's really fucked. Yeah, yeah. Like if the hamster was lost and somebody you know, actually said, well, the hamster ran away. We all saw it run away. Then they should all be in trouble. It shouldn't just be Evan. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. And then and then of course of course Conan gets it and will not give it back. And Evan's <laughs> pleading with him and pleading with him and and nope. <laughs> and then and then of course uh, he does the worst thing where he's like he's like it doesn't look like it he's like, How prove this is your hamster? Yeah, can, can you identify hamster? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a license for him, he says. Um <laughs> Oh, and, yeah, oh and, I, I, and he wants him to sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat. That's yeah. He says, if if you sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat, I'll give you the hamster back. <laughs> and Evan's like, I hate to sing. Yeah, because Evan hates everything. That's what that's mm-hmm. what I've learned between the between uh, Monster Blood and Monster Blood 2. <laughs> he is such a he is such a brat. Like he, you want to you want to root for him and you understand that he's that everyone else is also a jerk. But it's mm. like he could meet people halfway. <laughs> yeah. Like like when Conan says punch me in the stomach, he could he could have been like, "You know what? No, actually I'm not going to perpetuate the cycle of violence here. I'm going to, yes. you know." Yeah, and he like even had a thought where he's like he knows he's an athlete. He knows that Oh no, did I lose Jordan? Did I lose everybody? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, say what you said again oh. about him. Oh. He knows he was an athlete and then yeah, he he knows that it was be, going to be like punching a brick wall, yet he still does it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and also his thought is his thought is not like you know anything altruistic. His thought is maybe if I punch him, then he'll recoil and everyone will laugh at him, and then they'll and think then I'm cool. I'll get the respect. Like, <laughs> like he is not. Yeah, there's there's no there's. Yeah, no justification for that because uh, he's a jerk. And of course, yeah, and of course, uh, Mr. Mr. Murphy shows up and Conan gives uh, the hamster back uh, and uh, and basically says, you know, I saved the hamster from Evan. Um, and uh, and then um, and then Andy shows up, his friend from uh, the last uh, the last book. I don't think they specifically ever say where. They're from, but it is very, it is definitely a convenient, it is a very large coincidence that Andy uh, happened to be staying with her aunt that lives three blocks from Evan in Atlanta. Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not like, I mean, it's not like they're, they're 45 minutes away. Like they had to take a plane to get there. So it's, um, you know, it's a far away. Oh, but- there was one thing I'm, I, I made a note of this and I think it was in the baseball field uh, where some, or maybe they were talking about, Oh no, it was when Evan was first explaining to Conan, the monster blood. Like he, he was saying how he, when he first met Conan, he told him all about the monster blood and Conan's response was, we don't like wise guys down here in Atlanta. <laughs> I was like, really? Cause I thought Atlanta had a really bustling comedy scene. <laughs> he just wanted an excuse to punch him. Yeah. I thought I thought uh, you were I thought you were referring to some sort of mob presence in, in Atlanta. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. But. So yeah, so but uh, of course Evan still kind of had a crappy day, even though Andy's there. 
and uh, and uh, you know they have a little conversation, and Andy's like, "Ooh, I got something I want to show you," uh, and Evan's like, "What is it? What is it?" And she won't tell him. It's like it's pretty clear that it's gonna be monster yeah. blood. <laughs> like yeah. that's the one thing that they bonded <laughs> over. She got the new Nintendo system that came out that year or something. <laughs> I don't know. It would be Super Nintendo if in ninety something for Super Nintendo. I bet in that year, wouldn't it? Or would it's... uh well yeah probably probably or it could be. have been when when she told him to close his eyes and she goes wham and socks him right in the stomach. She's like, this is for not writing back for all those letters that I sent you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, it was it was monster blood all along. He had a dream. Then he has a dream that uh, that his dad ate monster blood. Still more of that, just nightmares. It was a very, very like traumatic experiment, experience, yeah. and yet he still, still won't get away from it. And mm. Conan will just not leave him alone. He ties his shoelaces together. He uh, yeah. he he pours a cup of water onto Evan's chair, which I really don't understand. Like, why didn't Evan like tip the chair over so the water would go onto the floor or something? It might have been one of those de- de- uh, chairs with the little desk thing on it. Oh yeah, like attached. Yeah. So yeah. you can't, yeah, you can't really lift the chair. Or if you did, you literally would have to upend the entire thing. Yeah, but even still, Mister Murphy should have, like, he should have been at least able to say, uh, "My pants are wet because some jackass put water right. on my right. seat." Yeah, yeah. Oh, but then he beat. Nobody likes to tattletale, Evan. Stay after class yeah. and clean the hamster cage. Yeah, and 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 mop your seat. <laughs> like to All be right. fair though, like when you when you're a kid, if things like this just happen one after the other, you would honestly feel the world is picking on you. And I and sometimes I'm wondering if uh, this is just through his uh, his lens, you know, of what the, of the world around him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's certainly possible, but right. at the same time, I mean. I, I think we're getting to the, the basketball part soon, aren't we? Like the basketball tryout? Yes, yes. We're about yes. we're about to get there because yeah, he just um he met Andy at the park and they're going to uh and they're going to uh, look at the monster blood. Um I'm gonna step away for two seconds, you guys. Uh we are on page forty. That means that I gotta say goodnight to my wife. <laughs> we're zooming through the book. We are making good pace. So I also was looking. Apparently, there was there was a fourth monster blood. I I never knew that. Was it? They, sorry, I've got a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> they made four monster blood. All well, with Evan and Andy. Uh the third one definitely, and I think he is in the in the fourth one. I, I haven't looked up the details about it yet. Also, out of curiosity's sake, I was seeing like what era the Super NES was coming in, was out in, and stuff like that, and uh... came across a across an article about uh yellowing plastic ah. like honestly the the one some of the goosebumps uh tv show episodes were actually kind of kind of like weird the um uh night of the living dummy episodes were kind of creepy i found well i think that's just the inherent thing about uh using a ventriloquist dummy or a marinette in any yeah. situation there's just something about using those straight up things that have that uncanny val- valley that makes people really, you know, unnerved. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, dummies are creepy. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Oh, and then, yeah. So apparently the monster blood. So if I was going to nitpick this book, my big, this is my biggest nitpick. Cause we get to this. There's a little 
bit of the monster blood and it's caused it to regrow. They changed the rules between the first book and the second book. Yep. In the first book, the like the, the monster blood was just like it's just a knockoff of Nickelodeon Gak or or slime whatever. Or... Yeah, slime. He says uh yucky stuff or or alien stuff or yucky uh yucky glop. That's what it is. Yucky glop or alien stuff. That's uh but like but then the you know the crazy ant puts a spell on it. And that's mm. what causes all the stuff. That spell is broken, but then in this just... book, in this book, <laughs> that's not what the rules are anymore. No. It's like, so, it's like, basically, in the first one, it gives you the idea that Monster Blood act like it was because the ant obstetrically put a spell on it. In this one, it just makes it say that Monster Blood is a thing that does this no matter what it is or get it. So if I bought this Monster Blood, say, in the grocery store down the street, and and did what they're doing with it, it would it would grow and grow and, and stuff like that. Like it does not need a magic spell to be incited to do any of this. Right, right. Which yeah, that I didn't it's a weird incons like inconsistency. I ha I ha I don't remember like I've only seen little bits and pieces of the later books in, in like this whole Monster Blood series things and stuff like that. So I don't know if they which which thing they stick to. I'm kind of wondering though. I do know that uh, on the cover of like Monster Blood Four, the the slime looks uh, blue, which I thought it was green. So I don't know. Well, it's it's so it's green on all the covers, but the but the can is blue. Yeah. So it went Super Saiyan gods, or it went Super Saiyan goo, Super Saiyan. <laughs> or maybe it just got slug DNA and then decided to turn blue. I don't I don't yeah, know. Maybe. You, you're you're. Uh, look, this isn't the this isn't the uh, apartment for finite winners podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, that that joke did not hit. Um, <laughs> doesn't even doesn't even reserve a room shot. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So so they they toy with they toy with. Uh, Basically, all the problems of this of this book are like totally avoidable because like they they're like legitimately like oh, I've got an idea. Let's use this monster blood that Evan's having PTSD nightmares about to to screw with people. You know, I think they they introduced they they were gonna give some feed some to Conan so that he'll get even bigger, and they realize yeah. that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and. Uh, Let's see. Do they do they introduce the idea of feeding it to Mr. Murphy's uh, thing here? I don't think I don't think they introduced that idea yet. But uh, yeah, they're like, do we? What? How do we get rid of it? Do we throw it away? Do we put it in the creek? So no, don't pollute they the just creek. bury it. Yeah, so they just bury it. As with most problems, you just need to bury it deep enough. Yep. And then Conan shows up and bugs them, and then they bury it. Uh, so here we we set up we set up like a. Uh, uh, Chekhov's gun here with uh, find with with uh, Evan talking to his dad, who apparently does like metal sculpting work and uh, and has a wheel that is like that we'll find out later looks like a giant hamster wheel, and maybe we'll <laughs> save the day or maybe we'll do absolutely nothing. Yeah, maybe it's foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do 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 more shenanigans with oh oh okay so here's where he tries out for basketball. And Conan throws a ball in his face 
And, and Mr. Murphy's like, oh, clear. And then says, says he has bad reflexes. And Mr. Murphy's like, oh, yeah, maybe you shouldn't try out for the basketball team. Are you sure? You clearly have bad reflexes because somebody threw a fucking basketball in your face. And he does not does not reprimand Conan at all. Yeah. And then the, the kid apparently is decent at basketball, but he's getting like literally triple teamed every single time. And then he gets dunked into the net. <laughs> Yeah, I that was uh and he's getting like just constantly like shoved and stuff. It's like nobody is watching. Well, obviously Mr. Martin isn't because like I played basketball all through school and all that stuff, you would have gotten teed up and tossed out immediately. See, he just wanted to get him off the team because he's too short. He's just, yeah. you know, a, a sizes. Hey, you know who was a really good basketball player? Muggsy Bogues. And you know what? Still short. I will take your word for that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's basically where they decide where Evan does decide that he's going to feed monster blood to the to the hamster. Uh, but the it got stolen. Oh, no. And of course, they're they're sure that Conan did it. Um, well, I got to say that that's some very good deductive reasoning, though. I mean, considering he was considering like of. The people who were around when they buried it, he was the only other one around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, they. Oh, and then this is the other scene that kind of the kind of like makes me. It's not that Evan is a good person, but everybody in this book is terrible. Like, yeah, they Conan shoves shoves Evan into a locker so that he's late for so that he ends up being late for class. Nobody will help him, and then eventually, two girls let him out of the locker and just laugh at him and walk away. So there's nobody there to corroborate with his teacher that I was only late because I was, because I was shoved in a locker and I could not physically get out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So then they decide to, they decide and they decide to pull a heist. Yep. One last heist. (laughs) Yeah. One last heist. Uh, Fortunately, apparently they know that Conan and his parents are going to be out for the night somehow. Um, and they, and they sneak into his room, uh, the, and apparently, and randomly the dog followed them. <laughs> um, yeah, they sneak in, they find the monster blood, but it's like over the cans overflowing yep. and, uh, then everybody gets home and they don't know what to do. Conan's going to come upstairs. So they climb out the window and like, are like on the ledge, like just outside the window, uh, and they call Conan down for cake and ice cream. I like the I like the little um the this scene with with Conan and his parents like like his you know he was complaining apparently he was complaining when they were out that he wanted some dessert and so his mom makes him cake and ice cream and he comes down so he has to go back down to eat it you know kind of reluctantly and then he's eating his ice cream and his dad wants him to show him his math homework it's just such a it's actually a pretty humanizing scene for a character who's pretty one note. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the dog starts barking and it's shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see. Yeah. So then they, yeah, they, you know, they, uh, they eventually get out. Although, oh, also during this, during this interaction, um, Conan starts listening to really bad rap music and singing along out of tone, out of tune. <laughs> Which is a good, again, just a good little, just these mm-hmm. details. That's that's what this is all about, right? <laughs> so the next day in class, 
the hamster. I love, I love that. And they kind of, they kind of allude to this, uh, in, in the first monster blood too, when the dog start, when the dog suddenly is twice as twice the size that he normally was, he goes, you know, cause he's a, uh, cocker he's spaniel. A co- yeah. And, and he like gets to the size of like a, like a golden retriever overnight. And they think it's because they've been overfeeding him. So they here with the hamster, the hamster is suddenly the size of a rabbit overnight. <laughs> and then, and, yeah. And they're blaming and Mr. Murphy blames, blames Evan for overfeeding him. So even when they're trying to get him mad, he gets in trouble. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so and then he was is he sick the next day or oh, no, no, he was he was sick the day before. That's yeah. He skips class one day. And let's see. Yeah, Cuddles keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, <laughs> uh, they, Mr. Murphy is like proud of how big, <laughs> how big the hamster got. Like ties him, ties him onto a rope. Not freaking out at all at this point for some reason. <laughs> Even though the, the hamster is the size of a dog now. Well, it's kind of become like a state fair thing. You know, who can grow the biggest pumpkin? Yeah. He's he's thinking what he can do with the biggest hamster. But like, but <laughs> he. It it does seem like it does seem like a uh, a science teacher who would you know be good at like observing things you know scientific method uh, would want to think critically about this situation. The hamster was you know hamster size. Then it was rabbit size. Now it's dog size. What comes next? <laughs> well, I was gonna say you, you say he would you think he would be more interested in, it, but if you think about it. He's not paid to, to do that, so why should he? Also, also, we have demonstrated that he's not particularly observant over the course of the rest of the book. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and and of course, Andy, uh, the next day they're going to go, he meets Andy to, to go to school early uh, so that so that they can check on the hamster, and, and she found a little a spot on her jeans, so she had to go back and change her whole outfit. Uh, let's see. And they get there, and, and the rest of this book is just the craziness. Um, I'm not even going to follow along. I'm going to just try to, I'm just going to try to summarize here because it's just, because it's just, it's just insanity. Yeah. They get there and he's like, the the hamster's as big as a horse. Uh, Evan's first idea is to, is to, is to get his dad's giant hamster wheel. But then the hamster just like rips it apart. It does nothing. It does nothing at all. Which is kind of great. I think it's a great, because it, it just shows like one of the nicer times that he, you know, they did the Chekhov's gun where they showed the spinning thing before and he's like, Oh, I know. And, and, but instead of it actually working out, they just completely rip it. So it's like, right. uh, subverting right. It a, that. It was a red herring. Yeah. It was, that, yeah. it was a really, it was a really good callback. Uh, but it, and, and so then Evan's next idea is I'm going to eat a whole bunch of monster blood and then I will become, I will be relatively speaking <laughs> as big as so he will be hamster size and I will be giant, which feels very short sighted because it's like if you were the size of if you were, a, you know, 100 stories tall, how would you get into that room? Yeah. Uh, and then what do you do after the fact? What's Maybe his thoughts game? were if he grows super big and manages to get the hamster He'll, in the process, destroy the school, thereby becoming the most popular person in school because there's no more school. Yeah, yeah, that would that could work. Yeah, um, maybe the bigger he is, the more popular he'll be. But also, like he doesn't, he doesn't like even think to himself. You know, it it takes a little while for this stuff to 
take effect. It doesn't just instantly make you bigger. Mm. I mean, I yeah. guess his, I guess he was he was shoveling it in. Yeah, to he, try and make it take effect faster. Right, right, right. So I guess so. What would so what would end up happening if 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 his plan had been successful is he would have yeah he would have been a hundred stories tall, but mm. then he would keep growing. <laughs> And before yeah. you knew it, he would be he'd be like three miles tall. He'd have to like crawl around just to stay in the atmosphere. <laughs> but so, yeah, he does. He grows to the size of the hamster, which is like taking up a quarter of the room right now and trying to, you know, trying to control things. But then suddenly they both shrink because the monster blood was expired. Yep. That very day. That that, that very, that day. very day. <laughs> And and so they, you know, they get rid of it or whatever they do. I don't I don't remember what they do with the monster <laughs> blood. But then, well, but everyone then, believes Evan about the monster blood now. Yep. And he's a hero because he risked his life by eating the monster blood to stop the giant hamster. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And Conan got his comeuppance because uh, the hamster tried to eat him. And then he ran out of the room crying, screaming for his mommy. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah. I'd had that happen. So that's so that's interesting because um in the in the 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 movie adaptation or the movie adaptation the TV show adaptation where they're on the plane uh Conan had a moment as well it but it was um they they were trying to get to the airline food the airline food and uh so the smallest kid had to climb through the overhead compartments cuz he was the only one that would fit mm-hmm. and uh and he basically he got to the other side and he kind of froze up and Conan basically sacrifices himself like to to get the to distract the ooze long enough so that Evan can go back and get the airline food. So like Conan becomes a hero, like becomes a hero in the, the TV version. But in this, they just like he he gets knocked down a few pegs, uh, you know, because the moral of the story is everyone is terrible everybody's Um, a dick everybody's a dick uh so so uh yeah so then and then yeah andy gets uh andy ends up getting getting a package from her parents in europe and it's uh more monster blood and they just leave it out on the table right by right by the hamster oh yes because now evan has the hamster yes yes yeah mr murphy gives him the hamster and he's like i don't why are you giving me this? I I don't want this hamster. Well, it's too bad. He he's a hero. He deserves a prize, and the prize is a hamster. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah this this book was goofy. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes me wonder what the the next two. Well, the they're so far off, but the next the next Monster Blood books are going to be like. So how many how many Monster Blood books are there total? Well, there's four Monster Bloods in just the original goosebumps uh series but there was uh like after the goosebumps was over there was also like a the Horrorland tales kind of things okay. that uh he wrote like like it was based based off like the one day in Horrorland books he tried to do like some he tried to do some other ones and there was a a book in there that also talked about that had monster blood be in it i feel like monster blood is in one of the um choose your own scare books because i remember um it was like I was in a I was getting I was in a room and I was getting covered by monster blood. It was on on my gloves and I would take off my gloves and there would be another pair of gloves underneath it that was that was still covered in monster blood. And I would just 
repeat that over and over again until it consumed me. Hmm. Because those choose your own scare books, you die most of the time. Like, yeah, like it's it's kind of well, it's it's they're 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 dark. Yeah, I was gonna say the uh, choose your own scare ones probably were like a different thing, but apparently, like they weren't the Horrorland wasn't part of it. But the I guess they did make a uh, uh, you know Monster Blood one because I mean they did they did he did that a lot with the choose your own scare. He talked about the things in his other books. Right, right, yeah. They were they were almost always them. just like. It was like a collection. Uh, it was like a, you know, it was a, every single room that you went into was a reference to one of the books. Like the, the you know, you'd walk into a room and there'd be a, there'd be a dummy in front of you. <laughs> or, you know, I remember this from when I went to Camp Nightmare. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's just interesting because like there are certain, I mean, there are certain books, there are certain like Books that had several sequels because they're like iconic Goosebumps books, Night of the Living Dummy, Say Cheese and Die, The Haunted Mask. Um, like those are the three. I think those are like the three main ones that had like multiple sequels. Um, yeah. But Monster Blood, like when it came up, it's like, this, really, this is the first sequel? Like it's I mean, I don't th- having now that I'm thinking about it, I recognize the cover when we uh, when we when it came up for us. But um but now that I've read it, I don't think I had read it before. Like I don't either think that was one of them. Yeah, I don't think until, I had read either of them. So we got to the for the for the podcast. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Weird. I mean, the first one. I mean, the first one is like super prototypical. Like goosebumps. Are yeah. you afraid of the dark? Like you go to your creepy relative's house because your parents are dropping you off for the what for whatever undetermined amount of time, and they don't have a and because they don't have a TV or video game system there and you don't have, you don't know anybody, you end up getting into trouble. Like that's, that's a very prototypical nineties children's horror thing. And then this is, this book is just goofy though. Yeah. It also comes, kind of has a weird, like, you know, like even more weird, like happy ending to it than, than normal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, and it's like, they couldn't have, none of this had to happen. <laughs> Yeah. All of the property yeah. destruction and and you know no, I I assume no one was injured but like all of, all of the craziness if if people had been nice to Evan or if Evan had you know shown shown a little teeny tiny bit of maturity like at the very least a little bit of restraint and even and even then and even this like Evan didn't even do it Andy did it yeah. Andy's the one that fed the fed the thing uh it's just that Evan had like floated the idea. Andy actually went went about doing it, and mm. you know she's like, "Oh well, maybe if I just feed it a little bit, it'll just become the size of a Doberman." And but it's like that's not how this works, and yeah. I I don't think it's ever how it's worked. Yeah, it could have all been avoided. But that's but that's okay. That's yeah, okay. that's kind of a trope of horror stories in general. Is that if things if things were a little bit you know more aware mm-hmm. then you know usually ha- the stuff that happens wouldn't really happen right right yeah it's either yeah it's either it's one you you take one one or one side or the other either it's no one could have possibly done anything to avoid this like everyone did everything right and still terrible things happened or this this tends to be more of a like 
I don't know if morality tale is the right word, but like it is, it is people playing with things that they don't understand. And they're the real monster was man. Although, although the, on the other hand, on the other hand, I mean, this did, Evan did kind of end up getting everything he wanted out of this. Yeah. Why didn't Evan hamster. get in, why didn't Evan get in trouble for feeding the, the, the hamster monster blood? I, mean, I don't think they ever asked him directly if it was his fault. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, just, well, they just thought, they just thought he thought of a way to grow himself and to try and stop the thing. And in fact, that's what, that's the other thing is like, he didn't save them because because like he did anything it just expired and everything went back to normal but they're the but they're praising him as a hero he kind of just lucked out being at the right place at the right time i think he did i think he did like uh fight it off for a minute like he bought them a little bit of time yeah and he showed and he demonstrated that he was brave and stuff but like yeah you probably if if somebody was looking a little closer they'd be like you know, cause of and solution to all of life's problems. You know, like you kind of caught you, you did help us, but this kind of was also your fault. Yeah. I mean, or, or at least Andy should have gotten in trouble, I guess. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really. Andy should have gotten in, gotten in like huge trouble for, for it. Cause she's the one that actually, she's the one that actually fed him. All right. Well, um, so, so yeah, we powered through that one. Um, should we move on to questions or do you guys want to have give final your final your impression on the on the books on the book? Uh, I think I voiced most of my opinions during the episode. I mean I mean I think just about everybody was a jerk in the book. Yeah, um I kind of find it odd. Like this is like the first time we got to one of the sequels and I know it's not going to be the last because like you said like the haunted mask and stuff like that. And I don't remember like I kind of remember seeing reading some of the sequel ones and I don't remember them being as like goofy or weird or totally like like you said they changed the rules like in the first one it was a magic spell and this one it's just a thing that can expire in and of itself so I I yeah. don't know yeah it, I kind it just of seems weird yeah I kind and of I'm rem- wondering if it's just because it is the first time he tried to do a sequel mm. to one of the books yeah, yeah I, it could be yeah I I feel like usually the sequels were like rehashing the the old thing like sli- I mean it would be a slightly different twist like I do know that with the sequel to the haunted mask um like there was some way that you could get the mask off in the first one and that and that trick didn't work for the second one because it was a slightly different mask but yeah. uh but still but still like uh or like it would be yeah it would be like a the cousin or something would inherit the camera or, or whatever. I, I don't remember the sequels to say cheese and die very well, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that's, that's all I had. I can think of. Yeah. It's just like show. really, yeah, this is like really goofy. Like the first one was still kind of goofy, uh, but, but, uh, but not, not quite as much as this one. Um, so yeah. So yeah, do we have, do we have any questions? Uh, we got a couple. We oh got, wait, sorry, we got- sorry. We uh we do have a news post uh from from Emily. Um I'll oh. I'll read it real fast. Um and we can discuss that. Uh, I'm so used to her being here that I thought we kind of already did it and skip or just skipped <laughs> over it. Yeah, yeah. I I know it's uh it's it's weird. Um so okay, so she says, "Hey beasties, it's your girl Emily here with another news post giving you all the hot deets on the world of goosebumps." Nothing happened. Nothing is going on with Goosebumps. <laughs> All right. That's the news for today. But in closing, I have a question for you. If you were the, prag- the protagonist of this week's book, do you think you would have made it off better or worse? Catch you next time. Uh, I want to say I, better. Yeah. I mean, 
like I guess it depends if I was also in the same position as as him, where like everyone I told everyone about Monster Blood, but no one believed me. Like if I was in that position, I probably would have done something to show that it was real without actually feeding it to anything. Yeah, I mean, I would have been a nice, I would have been a decent human being. So yeah. uh, I would have, and also I wouldn't have been quite as like I would have had some common sense to know that people aren't gonna aren't going to believe me when I tell them this weird story. So I would, I would have been nice to people when I got to my new school and made friends. And then once I had a friend, maybe tell them the story about the monster blood. Um, But if, yeah, but if I was in the situation where I was, where everyone hated me because I was the new kid and there was misunderstanding, because that's sort of what what I'm getting, what I sort of got from this book is that it's like, he's, you know, he wasn't like, he wasn't out to be malicious and petty and stuff, but, but like, you know, he like kind of could do nothing. Like he, he was having some pretty, some pretty terrible, he was having a pretty terrible go of it. Um, I would not have fed the monster blood to the, to the hamster, nor would I have, uh, suggested the idea. Um, so the, and I would have been more convincing to Andy to keep Andy from doing it. So, uh, yeah. so I actually probably would have made it off worse because, at the end of the day, he gets like we said, he gets everything that he wanted. He's you know he's he's rewarded for all of his bad behavior instead of punished for it. So yeah, but I mean, we probably wouldn't have gone through the whole ordeal. That's true. <laughs> I would have had less PTSD. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, Jordan, do we have any questions? Oh. Yes. Yeah, so so from the Facebook group, we got a question from Zach, and he asked, "Did you have any favorite?" YA fiction that didn't get huge like Animorphs or Goosebumps, and what was it? Um, hmm. I actually had to do research on this, to be honest, because I read a lot of book series when I was growing up, but the, the thing is, is that as a kid, I wasn't one of those things, it wasn't one of those things where I would go out of my way to find things myself. A lot of times I read things because uh, I heard about it from others or anything like that because, you know, I was just a kid, so the core, you know, uh, the corporate prof- propaganda worked on me well, uh, <laughs> but but every once in a while, like I, I would sometimes find things. I mean, I think uh, I think there was like this one series of books called like Tales of the Otori, but I'm not sure if that was a uh, young adult or not. Like it was basically a, a, a it was basically a story where it was like someone wanted to do their uh, a fictional world based on feudal Japan kind of thing. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, uh, I read this, this, um, and I still, I still read books. They're not, I wouldn't, I don't know if they're really considered YA, but they're definitely like pretty obscure. Um, the, uh, the guy that, the guy that did the movie for Howard, the duck, you know, that launched the, that launched the Marvel cinematic universe, um, back in the seventies, he did a little independent film called star Wars. And there's this, oh, like, yeah. there's this like underground, uh, sort of sort of cult following cult group of people who have licensed the property and continue to write novels based on that, uh, based on that universe. And I got, I got pretty deep into that, uh, when I was, uh, when I was younger, um, you know, it's really, it's really too bad that that movie never had a sequel. Um, because he did create a, he did create a really, a really unique, uh, world. Uh, but I mean, you know, there's, there's been, there's been a lot of, uh, uh, novels based on that based on that universe that people have written that that are that are really enjoying 
that I've I've really enjoyed. I don't know. I I I'm not sure how many how many people would find you know some sort of giant moon base that can destroy a planet to be all that cool. So I I can't say I'm too surprised that they didn't make a sequel. Yeah, seems a little far fetched. Yeah, because I mean after you <laughs> even do for the, science fiction. Yeah, because after you do the after a giant moon base, I mean where do you go from there? But I mean, but I, I mean, know. you know, a lot of people didn't think that Howard the Duck was gonna was gonna end up a a ten part series that launched a, a that launched an entire universe. But mm. I mean, you know, that's I mean, in all honesty, I feel like I feel like Howard the Duck is you know. That's the reason that we only that we don't see more uh, more computer generated uh, special effects because the practical effects in Howard the Duck were just so excellent that people have How stuck with did that. Did they make that duck do all those stunts? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I had a little bit of a. I do, and I, and of course, you know, you can't you can't deny that sexual awakening uh, when you see when you see uh, the 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 lady duck in a bikini. Yeah, it's. I mean. Something awakened inside of me. I don't know. I'm just still mad that uh, all these Marvel movies and we still haven't gotten the Dark Hawk that they promised us. Yeah, yeah, totally. Maybe, maybe it'll be in one of those uh, one of those stingers eventually. I keep hoping, but no. All right. Uh, d- did wait, Greg? Did you answer the question? Uh, well, I was sort of into like the Tom Swift books and the Hardy Boys for a while, but uh, I mean, aside from that, um. I wasn't into too many series until like junior high, and then I started reading like uh, like Forgotten Realms stuff. So, but and then know, of course you've revisited Babysitters Club in recent years. Exactly. Yeah. Which I don't know. I mean, how, that was sort I mean, of that was sort of a given. So yeah. All right. All right. What other questions do we have, Jordan? All right. Next question we got from Dagnabbit Hardison from at What Is Cosplay. And they want to know which monster, and this is in three quotation marks, by the way, would you like most like to be and why? Uh, I'm not sure, like, what, what I would have to know details of, like, what monster, like, the details of the monster I'm choosing here. There's three quotations. I, that means anything you want. I've got a crazy idea. Crazy. I know you guys are probably going to think that I'm I'm nuts for even suggesting it. But yeah. You know what I think? What? Hmm. I think you can make a really good love story with the the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I think, think so. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I I I think so. Yeah, especially if like the protagonist had some sort of um, uh, disability. Yeah, I think that it would you know they could bond over oh. over like maybe like an inability to speak or something. Hmm. Huh. You might you might be onto something. Hmm. All I know is that if I had if I had the option. I probably would end up researching it like 50 million times before I picked it. Mm-hmm. I like in, I was going to say like in some stories like doppelgangers are just giant, are just shapeshifters not not an actual body double of someone uh and werewolves have have like all kinds of weirdness to them that aren't always that aren't just that, that are just based on myth or anything like for a while even like vampires were supposedly supposed to turn into wolves not bats. Right, right. Yeah, depending on I mean, I think I think I all things being equal, I think being a vampire has a lot of potential. Um they seem to have fun. And I, especially if I could be like an evil vampire that didn't have uh guilt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would want to kind of keep like well, not so much as humanity because I don't think that should apply to monsters, but some kind of like morality. Yeah, or um 
I don't know. Uh, uh, I will say, I will say a hamster the size of a Doberman. That, that, that would be, that, that could be fun. Mm, that'd be pretty neat. The teeth would be kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Oh, think of all the things that they would have to gnaw down to keep those teeth manageable. Oh, it'd probably destroy the forest. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also got another question from, uh, Dagnabbit Hardison. Uh, and they say the tiny muscles that cause goosebumps have a pretty funny name. But can you think of a more amusing name for the erector uh, pili? Pronounced pili. Pili. I wanted to say villi or pili because I'm used to villi in biology. Mm-hmm. But also, I have to point out that it's not erector with an e. It's erector. It's like a e r e c t o r because it's some obscure medical term thing. Well, doesn't A-E, if you see A-E next to each other, isn't it pronounced E? I thought it was... Like demon? I could have... Let me see here. Yeah, sort of like... uh, Oh, no, no. A-R-R-E-C-T-O-R. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not A. Yeah, because that's a a good way. That's how you make fun of nerds, is that they pronounce that A... Like, they pronounce it like Aether instead of Ether. (laughs) Yeah. Man... That just bring that just makes me sad because now I'm thinking back to the nerd wars in the 1980s. <laughs> Lost a lot of good shows there. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought the game shows would have become so popular back then? Yeah. Uh, as answer to your question, though, I guess you can't really think of a I can't think of a better name for it or a more amusing name other than uh, maybe Bump Maker. I don't know. <laughs> Bumpy bits. <laughs> Yeah, other than than making just a very, very, like, true to name. Like, I mean, at least it's more, I guess it kind of makes more sense than the the Sonic Hedgehog uh, activator gene. (laughs) I don't know. Do you have some good funny names that would be better, uh, Kendall? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. My brain's brain's not working tonight, I don't think. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, and then finally, I got a couple of questions from my friend Dan. Cool. And he, uh, I like how he phrased these questions. His first one, Gak, where did it go? I originally was going to answer, well, like anyone else, it was left open, dried up, and crumbled to dust. But there are two, <laughs> there are two containers of Gak in my uh, garage right this minute. Wow. So the answer is they went to Jordan's garage. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to be trying to sell them for the uh, during the garage sale we're having. I almost I almost looked up a uh, like a recipe online for for monster blood. I'll bet there's a recipe. I'll bet there's like parenting blogs that have recipes for monster blood to accompany reading this book. I bet there is. Surprise me. Because I feel like so that was that was the thing like in in the 90s that yeah, GAC and and its equivalents uh, oozy, weird, clumpy things were like weirdly popular. I, I mean, I think it was all the reason that it was popular. It was all marketing because it wasn't actually like a fun thing. Like you'd play for it like five minutes and get your hands be like all clumpy. And then, yeah, it would you'd leave it open and it would dry out and not, you know, you know, that Ivan's ooze put Gak to, you know, they had a pretty good back and forth for a bit. But then, you know, once we found out that the purple dye, you know, all the problems with it. Yeah, I mean. Who knew it was going to be the next the next yellow number five? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but like, 
but like uh i don't i don't know i and then there would always yeah you would always have like a recipe to make your own gack and it would be like it would be it would turn it would be like jello it would just be like basically like jello and then it would fall apart and it's like this is not anything like what gack is did yeah did you ever have like uh that one parent that always threw themed uh birthdays for their kid and like would like would make like food and and drink and stuff that was tied to tied to whatever they felt the party was or anything like that because I can imagine someone trying to make like a goosebumps theme there, like making some kind of jello mold and claiming it to uh-huh. be monster blood or or uh you know just or just like basically like making uh like party games based off of things i feel like I feel like most of the birthday parties that I went to I mean they would have like a a theme for the decorations. And maybe there would be some games. I don't feel like there were ever I ever had like birthday parties where craft making was involved. But um, mm-hmm. that was also like super not that was not up my alley. So usually it would be like you'd get there, you would do your uh, maybe you'd eat food. Maybe there'd be some activity. It seems like like later on, you know, a lot of times kids had birthday parties at like, you know, Dave and Buster's or Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. And before that, it was like it was more like, yeah, there'd be like a pinata or you play pin the tail on the donkey and then it would just be sort of free play. Like there wasn't there wasn't I don't, I don't feel like most of the birthday parties I went to were that structured. Well, the the only one that really sticks out in my mind is like back in junior high, we had like one of those babysitters clubs parties. But that sort of devolved into like a, a game of spin the bottle that like they had on on that show. What was it called? Um Oh yeah, moderately ho- uh, moderately occupied bungalow. Yeah, but that, that didn't go very well. <laughs> that I I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> that took a second. <laughs> I mean, it was a good show. It was it was a good show. You know, I will some, say I will say uh, moderately er occupied bungalow isn't very good. Yeah, like like I said, it, it had some questionable content though in those later seasons. Yeah, after yeah, since they couldn't get the Olsen triplets back. Yeah, yeah, hey, but you know, hey, have you heard? There's that interesting conspiracy theory that there was there are no Olsen triplets. That it was all just one person. Well, no, there's none. There's, yeah, I've heard. I've heard that that they actually just don't exist. It, yeah, it's just it's just a whole big special effects hullabaloo that they've been doing to make them all three appear. Oh, wow. I had that. Yeah, in fact, sometimes people say that if you see some of the, the photo shoots in that, it looks like they just photoshopped, like, cut, copy and paste the other two. Hmm. I'll have to take a look into that. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, it looks like, yeah, if you really look, you can, you can tell that one of them is computer animated and then the other two are copy and pasted from that. Okay. You can see that you Makes can see sense. the pixels. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely it's, have to check that out. Yeah, I mean, especially if you look at the ones from like the from like the 90s, like, yeah, like, I mean, you know, yeah. Anyway, and, and okay, you know, so- uh, Uncle Steve with, you know, being cast by as Sylvester Stallone that you wouldn't think that it would have worked. But, you know, he I, I got to say he pulls off a really good Roy Orbison. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so we have okay. one more question. Yeah, one more question. Friend, and it was Goosebumps TV series, best and worst episodes. 
I'm not too sure. There was a series of episodes where, like, about this like miniature town that I thought was kind of really uh, interesting and and cool, and like I I thought it was neat that they kind of like all dove into one other. Like, it was like basically it was like by playing with this like model of a town or something like that, you became you went into the town, and like for the first kid, it was like all his wishes were coming true, but then he found out that there was kind of more sinister kind of things like that, and then he tried to throw it away, and the next person who took it got caught up in it and stuff like that mm-hmm. but uh, it's hard to remember because it's been been a while since i've sat and watched the episodes i just remember bits and pieces yeah i mean um i will say best episode more monster blood worst episode monster blood because <laughs> those are the ones that i remember right now uh, I remember they did a. There was a big thing about a night in terror tower. There, I I seem to recall there was this big thing about it, what like that it was sort of like a prime time thing or something like that. It might have been for like sweeps or, or something. But I, I vaguely recall that one. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at like a, like a list of episodes from the first season. I remember Welcome to Camp Nightmare. I liked. Um, Night and Terror Tower is eight stars out of ten, so it must have been decent. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mostly don't. I, man, this was a long. I mean, it was a long time ago when I watched this stuff. Like, I can't. I have trouble even remember some of the actual name ones, other than what like what happened in the episodes. Yeah, I I always remembered the like I remembered the titles when I was watching it because like if there was an episode that they had a TV episode of then I would want to read the book associated with it. Cause there were way more books than there were TV episodes. Yeah. Um, but like, like I remember that's why I sought out welcome to camp nightmare because I saw, uh, welcome to camp nightmare, the show. But I mean, that was, Oh man, we're talking about, we're talking about 22 years ago at this point. That was a long time. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> Yeah, it happens. We all get old someday. All right. Is that was that the last question? Do we answer it? Oh, best and worst episodes. Yeah, yeah. we answered it. Okay. <laughs> Did we have any other questions? No, if that was all the questions we got. All right. All right. So uh, does anyone have anything they would like to plug? Um, right, I guess I guess I would suggest you go first. Uh, well, I had mentioned earlier, of course, the uh, there's still the the uh, Babysitter's Club podcast that we're working on right now. Uh, you know, you can find that on, uh, audio renewal.com. Uh, aside from that, I, I don't really have too much. I mean, I, I don't really use Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. I just, you know, aside from coming on the podcast, I, I try and limit my, my internet usage. And I, I'll plug as, as usual, Jesse Cooper's give yourself goosebumps pod, podcast. Uh, who knew it would go this long I think they've gone through all the books at least once already, but now they're going for alternate endings in all of those books. So, you know, if you like goosebumps and those old, like, you know, like, uh, you know, what was those find your own adventure books or whatever those things were called? Like the, you probably would enjoy this, po- that podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you can find everything I do at um, Kendallcast.samurai. Um, uh, we've got their podcast called um, "That's What We Called Kids Bop," where my um, where my estranged wife and uh, mistress uh, review every um, every song from the Kids Bop catalog. 
of uh of of CDs um you know we just finished uh we just finished um oh what were what are we what did we record the other night oh yeah um uh kill you by Eminem um the kids bop version of that was was really was really an interesting take because uh you know they had to they had to get kind of creative to make that song uh palatable for small children cool all right and and of course yes uh AudioRenewal.com or LiteralEntropy.com or uh, any of the other po- fine podcasts on this alternate universe Earth. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, goosebumps, roll out. <laughs> Yeah.